joining me now is 2024 presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. Thank you so much for joining me this morning, sir. I want to start with uh, what I began the program with, which is this uh, racist shooter killing three black people in Jacksonville yesterday. What is your reaction to the shooting? It is such a tragedy and my heart goes out to those families. This should not be happening in the United States of America and it is wrong. The reality is we have a mental health epidemic in this country. There are reports that this particular individual, the perpetrator, was indeed evaluated for mental health deficiencies as well. And I think we need to have to have the courage in this country to bring back a practice of putting back psychiatrically ill people who pose a risk to their communities into psychiatric institutions, not just drugging them up, but faith-based approaches and other approaches that fill our longing for purpose and meaning in this country. I think it is just a shame that we even have mass shootings like this, be it the one that happened in Florida, be it the recent one, the Nashville shooter in a Christian school, killing six in a school. We have to address that mental health epidemic and we need leaders with the courage to do it. But my heart goes out to those families and I hope something like this never happens again. Mental health is one aspect of, of these shootings and apparently, and we're still learning uh, a lot about uh, what happened, the, the facts are still coming out. Uh, also, this was very much apparently racially motivated. Uh, the sheriff there said point blank that this shooter had, uh, had manifestos coming, three manifestos, and said specifically that he went to this dollar store with the intent of killing black people. I think that is heinous and deserves to be called out for what it is. The reality is we've created such a racialized culture in this country in the last several years that right as the last few burning embers of racism were burning out, we have a culture in this country largely created by media and establishment and universities and politicians that throw kerosene on that racism. And I can think of no better way to fuel racism in this country than to take something away from other people on the basis of their skin color. I've been saying that for years. And I think that is driving, sadly, a new wave of anti-black and anti-Hispanic racism in this country. I think the right way forward is 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 if we want to stop hate and discrimination on the basis of race, let's stop discriminating on the basis of race and see what unites us as Americans. Because I I do not think this kind of racial division and any division is good for us as the United States. I believe that there are a lot of people of color in this country who don't think it was just lasting embers of racism, but that a lot more work had to be done, particularly given the history of the, the uh, systemic racism in this country with slavery and beyond. I want to ask you about a comment that you made about white supremacy in Iowa on Friday. I've never once encountered that yet. I'm sure the, I'm sure the boogeyman white supremacist exists somewhere in America. I've just never met him. <laughs> never seen one. Never met one in my life, right? Maybe I'll meet a, uh, maybe I'll meet a unicorn sooner. And, and maybe those exist too. So just because somebody hasn't encountered one doesn't mean that the notion of white supremacy doesn't exist as a threat in America. What do you think goes through the minds of the families of the three victims in yesterday's shooting when they hear you say that white supremacy is basically a fantasy? I'm sure they're grieving for their loss, and I don't want to politicize those victims. Dana, this is a very sensitive situation where we should have nothing but 
foremost respect for those victims and not bring them into partisan politics. But I was responding to a question where someone asked me, what, have I, what racism have I experienced in recent years? And I answered honestly, most of that racism has come from the modern left. It's happening during the course of this campaign. Kara Swisher calling me Rama Smarmy the other day and reveling in, in making twists of my last name. People effectively reducing me to the color of my skin and my attributes. That comes today from the modern left. But the reality well, is, do you acknowledge, this is part though, of a dogma that white supremacy in this country. does still exist in the United States? I acknowledge that all forms of racial animus exist in the United States, including fringe branches. I mean, that's clearly what was at the, at the head of this mentally deranged individual responsible for this shooting, yes. But I think there are many forms of mental derangement that cause us to see one another on the basis of our skin color and our attributes. And I think what we need to revive, Dana, and it's my job as the leader, hopefully as the next president to do this, to revive our doctrine of e pluribus unum, not just celebrating our diversity and our skin deep attributes, but celebrating what unites us across that diversity. That's what we've forgotten in the United States of America. Our true strength is the set of ideals that unite us. That's my job to revive as our next president. And I think that the next generation in particular is so starved for that, starved for commonality, starved for a nation that is unified, bigger than the sum of its parts. That's what we need to recreate in this country. And to those who say the okay. remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination, I say no. The right remedy is actually abandoning all discrimination and moving forward with colorblind meritocracy That's in the United States of America. You, you, you took it to, uh, to an, another level on Friday. In addition to the comment we played, you took issue with comments from Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. She reportedly said, quote, we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown, vo a brown voice. About that, you said, these are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern KKK. You know, I'm sure, the KKK was responsible for more than a century's worth of horrific lynchings, rapes, murders of black people. How in any way are the views you're talking about comparable to the views and atrocities committed by the KKK? What I said is the Grand Wizards of the KKK would be proud of what they would hear her say because there's nothing more racist than saying that your skin color predicts something no, about the content you did, you of your viewpoints or your ideas. You didn't just, say, that, you didn't just say they would be proud. You said these are the words of the modern Grand Wizards of the modern KKK. It is the same spirit. You're right about that, Dana. I think it is the same spirit to say that I can look at you and based on just your skin color, that I know something about the content of your character, that I know something about the content of the viewpoints you're allowed to express. For Ayanna Presley to tell okay, me that because of my skin color, I can't express my views, that is wrong. It is divisive. That is it is a, driving hate that is in this a country. Debate. This is dividing okay, that our is country a debate. to a breaking point. That is a debate that is, that is based on nonviolent discussion that you just said you're using rhetoric, which yes. she said she's using rhetoric. Uh, there is, that's one thing. And another thing is to say that she represents and she is a, a modern version of a KKK, which as you know, was dedicated to the subjugation and violence against black people. How, how on earth is she a modern Dana, grand wizard let's be intellectually of that honest. kind of organization? Let Let's be intellectually honest and get to the heart of what this debate ought to be about. 
there is a worldview that says that the remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. That if you're black or brown, you have to have a particular point of view. That's from Ibram Kendi. That's from Ayanna Presley, the people I quoted in my speech yesterday. But can There's you a have an intellectually have, honest conversation of who you are, when you accuse you her be able of to being have a opinion. grand wizard Let's of have the, the KKK? Can you have that intellectually that honest discussion is, with that kind of rhetoric? Yes, I can, Dana, because the point, the point I'm highlighting is that even the people who, in good spirit, we all agree that the KKK was an awful organization that is a toxic stain in our national history. So given that we can start from that point of agreement, now that allows us to say, well, who actually sounds more like that organization today? The people who are calling for more racial discrimination on the basis of skin color. So yes, I think that is an but intellectually useful starting point for a provocative like discussion the whole, that we need to have in this the country. The whole point is the KKK that, the reality, wasn't Dana, just about is rhetoric. We have to speak openly They lynched people, they murdered people, they raped people, they burned their and homes. And that was wrong. Simply that was obviously wrong. So wrong. Okay. Obvious, so that, that, again, that is obviously a wrong thing If you want to have an intellectual discussion, do, do you think that maybe comparing her to the Grand Wizard and and the the notion of what she said to being a modern leader of the KKK was maybe a step too far? Or you stand by what you said? I stand by what I said to provoke an open and honest discussion in this country. Because there is a gap, Dana, between what people will say in private today and what they will say in public. I think we need to close that gap. I think we need to have real, open, honest, raw conversation as Americans. That is our path to national unity. And there are many Americans today who are deeply frustrated by the new culture I'm of anti-racism sure that's really racism and new clothing. And we need to have that debate in the open. Dan, I think I'm that you're so doing, sure how with due respect, what many in the media do, of picking, on, <laughs> picking on some fringe comment in the context of a broader context that I was offering it in a speech. All right, so you just said that your comment issue. was fringe. Let's have the courage to confront the meat of that. You, no, I'm saying you drew a you fringe comment from a much longer speech. As I described my, that was, I described you picking one fringe comment from a long speech that I gave to duck debate from the real issue that I think you don't want to have, Dana, because I think you probably agree with me on this, that this is toxic I think rhetoric that this debate, from leading politicians I think that this debate on dividing is, us on the basis of race. And I want to have I the open debate. I think this debate is fascinating and interesting and opening and, 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 and important. What, what I did was I do too. explain to our viewers that you were asked a question and you took it to a point where you called a sitting member of Congress who is black, who was having discussions about race, calling her the modern grand wizard of the KKK. And I'm just not sure how that's open and honest discussion